But join us now, and I say it over and over again. Go to VEASAN, VEASAN.com. It's so easy, V-S-I-N.com. When they are the first sports betting network that is, it's 24-7. And you just follow them on Twitter, at VEASAN Live. They're betting experts deliver all the news analysis sports fans need to inform them on their wagering decisions. And for a limited time, you can get a one-month VEASAN Pro subscription that takes you through the big games for just $9.99. You'll get access to their 24-7 channel, all the big games, the big game betting guide, pro betting tips, and more, all for the all for less than 10 bucks. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And maybe uh, we'll find out is uh, former NFL quarterback Sean King will Will he be giving his top NHL picks? Gil Alexander is joining us, host of a numbers game on VEASAN. Gil, can I get my favorite puck lines from Sean King the moment the Super Bowl is over? (laughs) Apparently you can, based on that promo, yes. Sean King... May have been a football player, but that man knows some horse racing, and I think he knows some hockey, too. Oh, yeah. he's He sometimes will drop a little knowledge. I feel like he does three minutes of research ahead of time just to impress the, you know, he'll find out who's, <laughs> who's the second best defenseman on the Maple Leafs. And I'm like, damn, you, are re- you really are uh, wired in. Um, well, go. <laughs> are you questioning Sean King's deep hockey knowledge? Is that what you just did there, right there? I, I am because I have certainly done the same thing doing radio hits around the land. You know, I know how to I know how to do, you know to do the jazz hands. The key is no follow up questions because then I would crumble. I see. I see. Noted. I filed that away. Yeah. So, like, for instance, I'm going to ask you an Aussie Open question, and you will tell by the surface-level quality of it, oh, clearly Matthew Cause hasn't been following the career of Ben Shelton as closely as he should. <laughs> is, is there any bet I should do beyond Jokovic winning the Aussie Open at minus 250? It feels like I should just do the cowardly Captain Obvious bet and move on with my life. Well, if you ever made a Captain Obvious bet, that would be a pretty good one to make. That's right. Um, because he's just that dominant. And, you know, I don't want to say that he uh, over, you know, that his injury was overblown, um, but I think his injury was overblown. And so, you know, he complained about a hamstring issue. Now, I don't want to make light of it either, because who knows, maybe it wasn't. But he seems to be fine now. He just absolutely uh, dispatched Alex Dibonor of Australia yesterday. And, and Djokovic is on his way. There's really nobody out there, with apologies to Stefanos Tsitsipas, who can really beat him here. And he should be on his way to his 22nd Grand Slam. What I would say is on the women's side, Matt, that it's, it's a lot more wide open, certainly narrowing now because we're in the quarterfinals. But every single night it gets more narrow. And I really think that the only two players right now that could win this are Arena Sabalenka, and my hunch is that it's going to not be her. It's going to be Elena Rybakina as the winner of this Australian Open. That's my hunch right now on the ladies' side. But even she is a pretty short shot right now, plus 125. Every one of these names scares the hell out of me. Can we please get Serena Williams back? Can we please get it? I was about to make a joke based on your last answer, and I'm like, I, am I going to pronounce Donna Vekic? Vecic? Am I going to mispronounce that? So then I'm just going to awkwardly move on from uh, from the Aussie Open. Uh, I opened the show today, again, joined by Gil Alexander. Check out his work, host of a numbers game on Visa and follow him on Twitter at beating the book, um, the line change in the with the Bengals Chiefs game, where the moment uh, the a, the last round of the playoffs, Chiefs were a three point favorite. You blinked, and the Bengals were favored by a point and a half. Should Cincinnati be favored on the road? They should be only because of the obvious, right? I mean, look, we don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to play on Sunday. 
And even if we do believe he's going to play, give it a go for the Chiefs after his ankle injury this past weekend, to, to what extent? How long will that ankle, you know, look, I don't know if you know this, Matt, but they might uh, shoot him up with a little something, but I don't know how long that can last. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know. And, and Joe Burrow and the Bengals are, we've seen this now for two postseasons. He's unbelievable. They're a wrecking machine. And, you know, there's a lot of analytics on this, too, where it's like the, uh, and the other game has some as well, but I, you just don't know. The, Joe Burrow gets rid of the ball so quickly. The Bengals are super efficient on offense. Their defense is really, really underrated. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, if, it, if Mahomes can't go, you know, Chad Henney, he went 98 yards this past weekend against Jacksonville. Well, Jacksonville's got the worst team in the NFL, metrics-wise, against tight ends. And so it kind of played into the Chiefs' hands where Henny could just be Travis Kelsey unabated. That's not going to be the case if Chad Henney has to play any, if not all, of this game. And so I actually do think the Bengals are a justified favorite, just with that doubt. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And to add to that, when uh, anyone says, well, Henny led them on a 98-yard drive, go back, watch that drive. He threw for 23 yards on that drive. That was one long run for like 39 yards. Um, and I think there was like a rough in the passer penalty. But that drive was not about Chad Henny, you know, looking like that great backup quarterback. That was more about everything else going right. And also, if if Patrick Mahomes can play... If he's at all gimpy out there, then if you lose his mobility, it's not like he's a guy that runs for 100 yards, but he runs, you know, he, he runs side to side for 100 yards that allows him to complete these third and longs, and that can be taken away from him. Yeah, um, and by the way, one more thing about the Henny drive. If the third pass, the third play of the drive should have been an interception. All yes. They're deep, deep in Chiefs territory. But, the, you know, the Mahomes thing, and I won't bore your audience with, uh, with numbers and analytics, but just suffice it to say, after the ankle injury against the Jaguars, and sometimes our eyes don't, our brains don't process it, but, you know, analytics can. It, Mahomes didn't throw the ball downfield nearly as much on average. They stopped running play-action plays. Uh, to your point, many of their explosive plays involve Mahomes scrambling and being elusive, and he holds on to the ball 3.7 seconds on those typically. It was much less without his mobility uh, when he tried in these games. So, I mean, even, even the handoffs, Matt, he had to sort of lunge awkwardly and hobble. So I don't know. I mean, this is, it, it's a shame as a football fan, right? It's a shame that this might be compromised yeah but that's the sport and that's where we are yeah it is because it goes to the next question do you trust juju smith schuster marcus valdo scantling i think i mispronounced half that name sky moore and Kadarius tony if you know if cincinnati does a better job defending the tight end than jacksonville and i think they will i, I just wonder if a not a hundred percent healthy patrick mahomes can he rely on some of those other targets to make plays I mean, the, the quick answer is no. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's always been the uh, sort of Achilles heel, if you will. I mean, Kadarius Tony is a fine little gimmick sort of gadget play guy, but they don't really have a true number one, and the tight end is really the position they rely on. And, again, this ain't Jacksonville, right? This is Cincinnati. So I, I, I do think it's a justified favorite. I was able to get the, the quick teaser when Cincinnati was a uh, – Dog Sunday night. Yeah. I'm glad I did. Yes. I'm glad I did. Yes. Yeah. Miles tough. Joined by Gil Alexander from VEASAN. Moving over to the Eagles. Um, how much of the Eagles' dominance on Saturday night was about what they are all about versus how bad the Giants are? Great question. I would say some, but that's about it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I think comp- competition matters. It was part of my handicap going into this past week. 
you know, the Giants crush Minnesota. Minnesota's dreadful on defense, right? The Giants receivers were so wide open. Don't read too much into that when they take on the Eagles this past week. The, um, you know, the same subsequent thing happened with, with Dallas. Don't, don't read into much, too much into them crushing Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's terrible. So that matters, even though, even though Dallas gave San Francisco a game. And I would, you know, what you're leading into with that question is true. The Giants were a big smoke and mirrors kind of mirage team this year. They, they, they overachieved. It's a wonderful story. But you can't read into it too much. Now, here's the, here's the big thing for me. San Francisco, and, and this is ESPN stats and information, so I give them the credit, but they like, you know, they break down the, the field into like 15 vertical parallel, you know, areas. And Jalen Hurts, with the addition of A.J. Brown, was really super good in the middle of the field this year. The problem is, is that San Francisco crushes their opponents defensively in the middle of the field. Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner are so unbelievably adept at keeping up with not only tight ends, but in some cases, wideouts. And so that allows D'Amico Ryan's and that defense to be really effective. And I think that's a real problem for the Eagles this Sunday. And the blueprint given to beat the Eagles was done by the Washington Commanders on a Monday night, you may recall, where they sort of play keep away from the Eagles, yep. held onto the ball. I think they're a poor man's version of the Niners. I think the Niners match up really well with the Eagles. I'm all about the Bengals and Niners this weekend. Interesting. I'm half with you. I am all over the Bengals. I think for me, though, the Eagles, um, their offensive line was able to push around the one few strengths the Giants have, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, and Thibodeau. And the other side, they just keep rotating in defensive linemen who all seem to get pressures. And, I mean, who knows what the final result will be. I think Philly might be the only team in the NFL that says our offensive and defensive lines are as good and maybe even better than the 49ers. It's it's not it's certainly a, a, an interesting point. I will say this. I mean, here's my one concession that I've always made about the Niners. Yeah. And again, full disclosure here, Matt. I, I have futures on the Niners, <laughs> so maybe maybe perhaps I'm being somewhat colored by that. We all let's, do let's it. Let's try to remove that. Let's try to remove that for a second. I do concede that Brock Purdy has been super fortunate. Like he throws a lot of good balls, but every once in a while he'll throw a bad one, and he has been super fortunate thus far that those passes have not been picked off. So that's the one thing that I really am concerned about, where will that sort of, we, we talk about fumble luck a lot, will his interception luck, if you will, continue? It, it, it's a great question. How about this? How about just to end with this? We don't know who's going to win, but if you look at the books, if you look at FanDuel, wherever you go, um, both these games are one and a half, two, two and a half is the spread. So what, what Vegas, what the books are telling us is that in theory, we should be in for two great games. Yeah, and it's the most, if you look at, if you even look at the futures market, right, to win the Super Bowl, it is the closest, it is the most closely bunched four teams hmm. headed in the championship week than I can personally ever remember. Wow, right? Well, that means, yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I feel, I feel nervous because I feel good about my two picks, but thank you, Gil, for undermining my <laughs> NFC championship game a little bit. Um, go to vison.com, check out the man's work, a numbers game, 10 to 12 uh, p.m. on Eastern and uh, and follow him on Twitter at beating the book. Gil, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for joining the show today. Thank you so much, Ben. Absolutely, that is Gil Alexander.